What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Bird Don Bears fans, appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with us for another episode of the Daily Show Live. We are back at it again with the season getting underway. The Bears starters will play in the first half of the third preseason game. We will talk about that, what we expect to see out of Justin Fields. And of course, we have to talk about the cut downs and we'll react to uh, the press conferences by the coaches and by some of the players on the Bears from today's round of press conferences. All that and more on today's episode of the Windy City Breeze Sports Talk Daily. Let's go! Appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with us. As always, hit that like button, subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago Bears daily on this channel. It's the only channel talking Bears out Bears talk. So make sure that you get in tune with us, man. Uh, got a lot coming for you guys today, but had to get this live in. No, I missed being live while the press conference was live, but we'll listen in on some of what Coach Flus was talking about, some of the other players that went up there as well. I actually liked it a little bit more this way because I can actually like have time to speak in between and finish my point and not go, yeah, because you know when then we're going back to the podium so anyway uh, we got all that and more uh Corey poke in the building shout out to everybody hold on if you're in the chat right now and you haven't dropped the burdon you are doing it the wrong way y'all already know what we do up in this live man hit that burdon right now let me get I, I need how many people up in this mug we got 30 people in this mug right off the bat i need 30 burdons in the chat right now drop a burdon in this mug man appreciate you guys for showing love higgins in the chat saying yo yo torian in the chat with the bear football pat what's good with your t uh who else we got we got bulls bears in the chat talking about uh he said he just watched my reaction from getting fields last year and bro i had the same exact reaction uh, you guys have from the trade up to actually drafting him. Got to show my girl later, bro. When I tell you that mess was wild, bro. Like that, that was a crazy day. Jacquees with the bird down in the chat. Higgins says he hollered at the like button. Shout out to you, Higgins. Um, Tyler saying a bird down in the chat. Eduardo said Pat Nation. He misses us being live. We're trying to get back to getting uh, uh, on a more regular schedule. Football kind of throws that off. But uh, we, we've got a... a um, you know, Mud's been sick, stuff like that. You got to work around people's lives and stuff like that. So, it's all good. Bulls, Bears, Bird Don, Tip Tip, Bird Don. All righty then, Bird Don. Corey Polk, Bird Don. Corey Polk, shout out to Corey Polk, man. Corey went out to uh, the the uh, football fest and got it cracking with uh, Mark Silverman and and, and uh, Carmen DeFalco and Hoodie and all them boys, man, and, and gave the Breeze a shout out. So, shout out to you, Tori. Appreciate, or I'm sorry, Corey. Uh, appreciate all the love, man, on that front. Uh, hey, let's jump into it, man, because we 
heard today that the Chicago Bears are going to be playing their starters well past the first half. This is, or I'm well, well into the first half, um, possibly all the way through the first half, not past the first half. They're supposed to play about 25 to 30 minutes, which is huge for the Chicago Bears uh, development-wise. We got, of course, a little bit of news from Coach Flus, and we get an update on that as well. So how about we jump straight in, hear what Coach Flus has to say, get my reaction on it. Appreciate you guys for showing love. Let's go. Oh, I still got this mug on a full screen, I bet. I'm in here. here at the Bears because we're going to do a game week, a mock game week this week. So we're we're going through the process of that right now. So today is a uh, in-season Wednesday. Uh, then we'll do the in-season Thursday and the in-season Friday. And then uh, Saturday, then, you know, the obviously the game from there. So today we're going through the first and second down uh, run defenses, you know, fronts, covers, and then the offense is putting in their offense for first and second down. Uh, tomorrow will be more emphasis on third down. And then Friday, we'll do the red zone. Uh, typical to most uh, NFL squads, uh, we do it that way. So, um, you know, the process for us really is getting wired in, you know, and getting focused on. And I told the players this morning about the ability to focus in on the game plan, um, you know, motion adjustments, you know, uh, your individual plan. And, you know, we're not diving into, you know, defeating your man in terms of the one on one matchups as we would because, you know, some players are going to play on the other side. Some players won't, you know, will. But we'll see where that goes. But we're obviously that would be a big part of our of what we do during the course of a game week. Um, so uh, it's good to see. I was in the meetings. The, the coaches were detailed. It was a really good meeting on offense. I was in there uh, quite a bit and also on defense. So we just got done with our walkthrough, our pre-practice walkthrough. Uh, guys will take a break for lunch, and then we'll head out there at 1.30 uh, to get a good practice in today. So I'll open it to questions from there. Matt, you made the decision on how many starters are, or whether starters will play, and if so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, the starters are going to play, you know, up to the half. You know, we're trying to get 25 to 30 plays uh, in there. Um, and again, we always uh, reserve the judgment to poll when we when we think is necessary. But uh, that's what we're trying to do with those guys. The there will be selected players uh, that have experience uh, that will be out before that. You know, uh, but uh, that's our plan uh, to do that for this game. So we're guys are excited about doing that, and uh, and we're getting ready to do that. So is Justin going to be one of those guys or no? What's that? One of those selected players. Is Justin? Gonna yeah, we're going to try to work him up through the half. Okay. Yeah, try to work him up through the half, and then uh, like I said, we reserve the right to pull when when needed. But uh, that's our plan right now. Do you know how the Browns are going to handle it, and does that matter to you whether they play their ones it, or two? It, it, do, it does, and I'll let Kevin talk, speak to that. But uh, And, again, we had we, him and I visited, but uh, we'll see where, what they do. But, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're excited to get that matchup with those guys. In that part of the equation, what do you hope can be accomplished in that first half Saturday just to give you a little bit of momentum and, and confidence going forward? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a lot, it's a lot of things. You know, it's uh, you know, establishing your identity, establishing your style. Of play, you know how we, how the effort we give, uh, the execution we give, situational football. You know, albeit third down. You know, if we get a two-minute drive, uh, how we operate in the gold zone. You know, all those things that that come into play that are, are good football. Uh, again, we want to play a good operation, clean operation, and we want to be aggressive uh, in our style and aggressive in our approach. So that's what we'll be looking for. I like that Justin's getting the opportunity to go back up against the team that 
caused him so much havoc in the beginning. Yeah, and that's been that way all the way through. You know, since we started way back in January, it's been Allen. Allen's been in the room. He's been leading the defense, and he's doing a really good job with it. And uh, he certainly has put his fingerprints on it, maybe uh, changing, uh, you know, the way we call things, you know, maybe to simplify or to make them better or make them fit for what he wants, to, how he wants to do it. And uh, and I welcome that. You know, he's he's the leader of the defense, and uh, and he's taken that uh, role on really well. Anything interesting scheme-related beyond just, like, how he's uh, I would say that uh, not re- not really, uh, but certainly some details, some subtle changes that I think are going to be really good. Understanding the, the importance of developing Justin, when you were hired, what, what drew you to Andrew Janoko and kind of what have you observed of him so far since he got him in? Yeah, Andrew Janoko is a, a great technique coach. I mean, he's really good. Uh, if you watch his, the quarterbacks that he's coached in the past, you know, that as you know, that, certainly the last one, you know, he's really sound technically and. Uh, and does a really good job with with that, and that's what brought me to him. And then, really, the, you know, uh, Andrew is is was uh, appealing to me because he coached so many positions. You know, he's coached the O line, tight ends, you know, quarterbacks, receivers. You know, so he's coached everything. Um, you know, at some point during his career, so uh, that's what really brings a different level of expertise when you're looking at the overall picture because he's ha- he's had the jobs and knows what that means to each position. How's he clicked with Justin and the rest of those quarterbacks? Oh, very well, very well. That room's uh, been great. You know, it's been really good. They've they've clicked in there. We have a good time in there. I'm usually in there with those guys, and and uh, it's a great learning environment. It's an open forum where we can ask questions and talk it through, and uh, it's been good that way. Matt, simulating game week and then having your starters play through that first half, especially Justin. What are you hoping to see from the offense that you haven't already? Yeah, I would just say I'll just reiterate uh, just the style, the style of what we're we're looking for. Um, the way we finish plays, um, you know, the way we run the ball, uh, the way we operate, you know, in terms of first and second down, and also with third down, we have to improve there from last game. Um, and then two minute, you know, we got to hopefully we'll get a two minute drive in there. We'll be able to operate that because we've certainly worked on it a lot. So we want to be able to see that hopefully. Are you expecting Roquan Smith to play? Yeah. Soon? Yep, yep. He's ramping. He's like I said, he's ramping up, like you guys were talking about. But you know, now he's going to be going into the periods and ramping up that way and getting himself ready to go. Do you think to really simulate a true game week, Matt, you should you maybe need to put out an injury report? Would that help? <laughs> uh, that would help you guys. Sure. Uh, but uh, not quite yet. Speaking of injuries, Tavon Young hasn't yeah. practiced in quite a while. Right. <clears throat> Can you shed any light on that? And beyond that, how difficult does it become to evaluate him as a possibility for the roster when He's yeah, he's had a lower leg injury, and he's been working, in, you know, a lot with the with the trainers, and we're just trying to get him back as soon as we can. That's what that's all I can really say. You know, he's been on he's been in the pool a lot. He's been working himself through that. Uh, we're just getting him on dry land, right? You know, as of last uh, week. So we're just trying to get him back as soon as we can, and he's working hard to do that. What are some of the challenges going to be as a new coach to now have to make those cuts from going from eighty down to fifty three? Yeah, that's just working with the personnel. Uh, working with uh, you know Ryan and Ian, and we've been doing that. We had a big coordinator, uh, coordinators meeting with those guys yesterday to talk about the roster um, and the cutdowns and where we see guys fitting uh, with our football team, offense, defense, kicking. And that was a good meeting yesterday. So uh, it, it's it's a challenge. Um, you know, you're always uh, certain guys are battling spots, and you're always looking at guys. How can they help us uh, throughout the course of the season? Um, you know, so that's always a big challenge, and it, it is this year too. Defensively, through the first two preseason games, obviously 
you have to find a way to put that into proper context. How do you interpret the results you've gotten defensively? Yeah, I, I think you're right when you say that, that uh, you have to put it in context. You know, the ones are out there playing, you know, maybe 10 snaps or, you know, you know, 12 snaps or whatever it was. And it's, it's a small sample size, like we've been saying. So it's, it's hard, but more importantly, it's what they're doing on the practice field. You'll be able to tell more by what they're doing on the practice field for me. Um, and then this, this right here is going to be a good test force. You know, those guys will play a little bit longer together, a whole half or up to that or close to it. But uh, that'll be a good uh, barometer for where we are. Even the guys who are playing, though, the, 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 you know, the twos and threes, does it, does it tell you anything about just kind of the standard that you asked for when camp began and, and now what it Yeah, it's getting better. It's getting better. We saw a big jump uh, from the first game, you know, with the effort and, you know, the, you know, the intensity. We saw a big jump from the first to the second, and we want a bigger jump this time. So, uh, but in order for us to see that in the game, we got to see it in practice. You know, it just doesn't show up. We got to make sure that we're coaching it. Whatever we're emph- you get what you emphasize. You know, so whatever we're emphasizing, we got to see that in practice, and then we'll carry it over to the game. When you were in Indy, you inherited a lot of players that, especially in defense, and made it work. How? What? What goes into kind of the retrofitting or reinventing guys? And is there anyone you can point to here? a Gibson, a Jalen Johnson, somebody who's really taken to it that you've kind of made a little bit of a different player, but you feel like will work in, the, in your defense, even though he wasn't with you to begin with. Yeah, those are always, uh, you know, things that you look at. You know, you're, you're talking about different pieces to a puzzle when you're going from a 3-4 to a 4-3. Um, and a lot of times that's converting those, you know, outside backers, you know, back to defensive ends like Robert. And Robert's unique because he's already done that. You know, he's been an outside backer before and he's been a 4-3 in before. So that's not too big of a stretch for him. But it's really about the buy-in. You know, it's about the buy-in and, you know, them committing, you know, to themselves first that they're going to do it the way the standard and be the standard because the standard's very hard uh, for, for a lot of guys to adjust to. And I think our guys are adjusting well to it. And uh, you can see that evidence on, on the practice field. But it's, it's not always easy to buy into that right away because it takes time. Guys have to learn what we're asking for, what the standards are. And then eventually they become the standard. What's the key to getting the buy what, to convincing them? Feedback. You've got to give feedback. It's immediate feedback. You never walk by a mistake. Um, and it's a, always a conversation that you have, player to coach, coach to player, with respect and showing them the way that the standard is supposed to be and then they become that standard. With David Montgomery, uh, if he's going to play Saturday and you haven't seen him on the field for the first two preseason games, is that more of a precaution? Or I know there was a little bit of an injury. But yeah, yeah, so David, we're, we're going to see how he goes this week, and then we'll go from there. We'll see where he is. If he's, if he's working and, and feels good, then we'll, we'll reassess later in the week. But uh, we feel good about where he is right now. you might not want to put on him in the preseason or, or does it matter? Um, I think you're always uh, you know, mindful of that uh, when you have guys that carry the ball, uh, for sure. And uh, we, will, we, will, we will be mindful of that as well. And I think that um, you always got to be understanding of the hits you know, that, that one particular guy is taking or two guys and, and be smart by that. Man, we've all seen kind of how the nickel, the nickel corner role has become more important in the NFL. In this defense specifically, what, what makes it different or, or, or especially integral to what you're trying to do? Yeah, it's just a hot spot for us. It's, it's a guy that does a lot of different things. You know, he plays uh, a variation of coverages. We pressure him a lot. You know, you go all, all the way back to Rondé Barber. You know, those, those guys, and he's the guy that really made it for our system, made it that way. 
and uh, and we've had some good ones over the course of some years, but uh, it is a hot spot. It's between the you know the strong side passing strength hashing numbers player, uh, covering the slot receiver and doing like I said a lot of different things. So that guy's a very important guy for us. Wow, that's Coach Flus breaking down, uh, you know, kind of what the Bears had going on, where where we see this team, uh, uh, what should we expect from this team going up against the Cleveland Browns, and how we feel like this team is going to. Okay, I guess you're just not going not going to transition. There we go. Uh, how we how we see this team ending up, uh, 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 you know, starting to improve, starting to move forward. I like what we heard out of Coach Flus when he's breaking down right. Essentially, what a lot of the Bears uh, uh, um, analysts, I guess we could call ourselves, right, on YouTube have said when we're talking about why we haven't seen more from Justin Fields, right, why we haven't been able to see Justin Fields give, uh, uh, get this offense to where we feel like we want it to be. While we've seen a lot of good from Justin, right, it takes some time to build that up. It takes some time for you to move the offense in the right direction. It takes some time for you to get to the point where you feel confident enough to be out there and start slanging the pill. The thing that we do like, right, is that this offense is – is uh, 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 the the system, it seems, at a minimum, is putting quarterbacks in a position to be successful. It's putting your offensive line in a position where they can make up for their deficiencies. And I think those are things that you really have to uh, uh, um, look forward to. I also like the fact that we're doing this versus the team that destroyed Justin, right? It's almost like a full circle type of thing, right? It's a, it's the kind of thing where um, you, you go out there and you say, okay, listen, this is how you started versus this Cleveland Browns team. And again, right, a very different defense. They're going to be running a lot of man demand more than likely over zone uh, so Justin will have more of an opportunity to attack him downfield but when you're watching what the game is going to be and how Justin's going to play that outright it's that full circle hey the first time he gets in it's off a short week where Matt Nagy basically says I somebody I still believe George McCaskey told him to put uh, 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 Justin Fields in that game I still wholeheartedly believe that so that's one of the things right where I look at it and I say okay well if that's the case, if if you uh, uh, put Justin out there and he wasn't prepared then, well, how does he look when he is prepared versus the Cleveland Browns? How does he look when he is re- prepared to go out there and make plays? How does he look when he does have a system that speaks to his strengths out there, right? So I feel like when uh, – uh, um, I, I like the idea of this being the game where they go a full half. I do hope we see the Browns go a full half as well. You heard him talk about uh, the Browns going. Uh, um, he, he he talked with uh, Coach Stefanski and that he felt like they were going to go a half, but he would let Coach speak to that. So I, I like the idea that they're, this is the game where they're going to match up at, especially for two reasons, right? One, what does us going against the number ones versus Seattle tell us? Right? Like, what is us going out there with the number ones versus Seattle tell us? When Seattle's a team in just as much flux as we are. You want to find out where you stand. You want to find out how you match up with the big boys. This ain't no cakewalk defense you're going up against here. This is a dominant defense that you'll be going up against. This is a defense that gets after the quarterback. This is a defense that's going to test not only Justin Fields' ability, but that offensive line's ability to go out there and make plays. And so for me, I really look at this as a great time to really get out there and try to implement some of your stuff. Maybe even to get a little bit less of a vanilla 
vanilla offense, maybe to even get a little bit less of a vanilla defense from each side, right, and see what you have out there on the field, see the guys that you're going to be putting out there to play. And so I, I think that – to me, right, like this is the best time that you want to see it if you're if you're a Bears fan. This is what you want to see it against because what is us dominating against a, a number one Seattle Seahawks defense really tell us, right? Like I feel like the Bears could dominate against a number one Seattle Seahawks defense already. Oh, by the way, we saw Justin Fields. Uh, was that Justin or was that Foles? That was Justin last year, right? We saw Justin Fields do that last season. Maybe not. Was that Dalton? Who played in that? Who played in that Seattle game last season? That was Justin, right? Wasn't that, wasn't that Justin that played in that one? Um, <laughs> I mean, to me, that that's that's more of a uh, uh, a telling of where your team is. That's more telling of where your team, what your team's able to handle. That's more telling of what your team's able to going to be able to do offensively. Now on the defensive side, right? Listen, they got some dogs over there as well. Bulls, Bears, shout out to you. He said that was Foles. Yeah, Foles was throwing that mug. That, I, that's what I thought. I couldn't remember who who that one was, but I remember that was the game where I was like, ooh, this was actually probably the most entertaining game of the season, and that was terrible. Um, but I, I look at that as this is an opportunity, right, where, okay, now how does the Bears on the other side, right, we get Roquan Smith back, we get uh, 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 this defense a little bit healthier, not a ton, right, Jaquan Brisker, of course, has to have thumb surgery, you're still missing some pieces there, but you get this defense a little bit healthier, okay, how do they deal with a really good run game on the other side of the ball, how do they deal with a, uh, uh, I mean, I, I don't, I think Deshaun's done pretty much, isn't he, like, I don't think he can play anymore in preseason, plus, they know they're going to be missing him for some time, so now you're on the backup quarterback. The passing game will be interesting. But again, right, you still want to see that. How are they going to be able to deal with the passing game? I'm excited that this is the game where the Bears get a full first half and that this is the game where the offense is going to be able to go out there and really get the full run of it, right? Like, listen, what have we seen consistently in these preseason games? Justin drives the Bears down the field couple of play calls that we don't agree with, right? It, it One ended in a field goal. Uh, the second time he went down the field, um, what happened? They just weren't able to – I think in that first game, right, they just weren't able to get it done. Hasn't been able to get into the end zone. Took a couple of shots, had a couple of good looks at the end zone, but hasn't been able to get to the end zone. And so for me, right, it's about getting into the end zone. And I think, listen, on the first drive, sometimes that is going to happen. Sometimes you go down on your first drive and you can't punch it into the end zone. That, that, that happens a lot in the NFL, more times than not. You don't want it to happen as much as it did with Matt Nagy, but that happens a lot in the NFL. And so if you're going down the field, if you're going to make this move, if you're going to keep, you know, you get stopped on the first drive okay what did we learn from that first drive now let's come back on a second drive and really see what this team can do after learning from that first drive I think those are going to be big things for the Bears as they continue to go through this man and so I'm I'm glad that they're getting their first game reps versus the starters against on the Browns man it's like a full circle type thing uh how do you guys feel in the comments let me read some of you guys comments in here as well also if you haven't done so hit that like button uh we we are live here breaking down the Bears press conference talking about what we listened to. We got over a hundred in the chat, 115 in the building, 30 likes on this mug, man. So push that like button, man. We appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing so much love to this channel. Also, if you missed parts of it, if you weren't able to stay for the entire live, make sure you guys check out the podcast side. We do post all of these in podcasts as well as our Bears post game shows. So check out the Windy City Breeze on all DSPs, all podcasts platforms minus 
uh, SoundCloud, I think. I think that's the only one we don't post to. So uh, tune in with us on that, man. And we appreciate you guys' love. Let's look at some of the uh, let's look at some of the comments here. Of course, Don Burr is in the chat. Don Burr, what's going on, man? Appreciate you for uh, pulling up and hating as always. He said, "I." He wants his uh, he wants his Swift jersey in all black. Uh, I will say this: them Detroit. I don't give Detroit credit for almost anything. Those Detroit black jerseys are really nice. If y'all beat us, I'll, I'll get you that joint in black. They're, they're, those Detroit black jerseys are pretty nice. Um, depending on the price now, Don Burr. Don't be trying to break me out here. I'm going to get you the jersey, but don't be trying to get me to buy the $300 jersey out here now. Uh, but uh, I, 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 I'm not worried about that bet in the slightest, so that's all good. Um, see, we got ju- uh, Justice saying Bird Don in the chat. Shout out to that, man. Uh, Coach T saying, I want to see Justin do two things better versus the Browns. Use his snap count to reveal the blitz and make protection adjustments. I think those are two good things to, to really keep an eye on, right? And I think Justin, I, I think we saw the one play that was really up for debate. I think that's the one time you saw Justin make an adjustment where uh, Tevin Jenkins ends up going to block left and apparently Larry Boren was supposed to squeeze in going left. I don't know. I've heard I've heard people much smarter than me at this football thing break that down two different ways. For me, it looked like Tevin Jenkins went the wrong way because he was blocking no one and then Larry Boren gets the outside blitzer. Either way, but I think that's the one time we really saw Justin make a protection adjustment. We haven't seen it a ton uh, in the playoffs, but again, he hasn't played a ton of downs in the playoffs. So I think that that also makes a big difference. Uh, what else we got in here? Uh, Ken, Kenyatta, Kenyatta. I hope I'm saying your name right. My guy, I think the bears need a fullback to protect Justin Fields. They did go out and sign another fullback. They've also got blazing game on the roster, although we don't really know, uh, where where he's been or like an update on him. Uh, Blazing Games kind of going through the Lonzo Ball protocol um, where it's like, hey, is he alive? Uh, and, and we really haven't heard too much about it. So I think that's something to keep an eye on as well and how they're going to use that fullback. Here's the thing for me. How are you going to use the fullback uh, in a situation now where, yeah, you're getting more time with Justin Fields on the field. How's that fullback going to come into play with the with a more mobile quarterback in Justin Fields? I think that's something to absolutely take a look at. Um, Steve-O Speaks says, I also want to see Justin go through his reads quicker, which he has improved this year so far, also not staring down targets. So I think the one thing, I actually want to see Justin, Justin's a little too quick for me. Justin's a little bit too quick going through his reads, right? Like, I, I, uh, 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 Coach T says Blaze is still there, he just hasn't been out there. I thought Blazing Game was in a cast, Coach T. Last time I saw Blazing Game, I think he was in a cast on the sidelines. So he's got some kind of injury going on, and we haven't heard nothing about it. Um, but here's here's the thing that I'll say, right? Uh, and shout out to uh, Yami Street Sports in the chat as well. Said, what's up, Pat Barry Down? Here's one thing I'll say. I think Justin's been going through his reads a little bit quick. He's been a couple of times, right? Last game, a lot better, but he's been quicker to vacate that pocket when that pressure does come. There's time in there. It might not be the cleanest time, but there is time in there for him to step up and make a couple of plays. I think you saw him adjust to that a little bit more, but the thing that I do love is that he's been able to at least go through his progression and get to his check down guy, and he's not forcing the pass. He's not forcing it down the field. He's not forcing it. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I really like uh, uh, that I'm seeing from Justin Fields, but a little quick 
quick to me, a little bit quick. I'd like to see. And, and when I say a little bit, I mean, it's like the difference between like that, like, it's not like he's like flying through it and just instantly running to his check down. I feel like he's just gotta, he's gotta get comfortable with the situation that he's in right now. And a lot of times, right? Like if they put him in a lot of those rollout pockets and situations like that, you can see him when he's got that time, he's going to make an accurate pass. He's going to get that mug down the field. So those are things that, uh, that, that I really, uh, am excited to see. Honestly, those are the things that I'm really excited to see. Um, let's go back out to the, uh, to the press. Man, I don't know who's up next, but uh, I thought I hit this as well. Uh, we're gonna go back out to the press conference, we'll see who's up next when we get there. <laughs> so feel like the offensive line showed some improvement uh, last Thursday at Seattle. Uh, yeah, I believe we went from Is that five Sam? in the Kansas City game to two. That's Sam Mustafrin, statistical standpoint. I mean, the didn't expect First, to hear from him today. You know, well, uh, we only got really got to play one drive, but I thought the way we moved the ball, the discipline we had being on the road, I thought it was pretty good. So it's just getting more and more reps. But, yeah, I thought it was an improvement for sure. Yeah, when you hear that, the that is Sam. Sam must for at the podium. <laughs> like I knew the whole time. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, any way to build continuity, get out there. Um, you know, Cleveland's a great environment to play in, too. So that that'll be cool for us to be able to – you know, work through some things if we have to go to silent kittens or things like that. So, uh, yeah, it, it's great to get out there, get live reps, and especially against a really talented defense, um, for sure. That'll, that'll be awesome. And anytime you get to play football is awesome. So. What's your view of your situation right now, Sam, where you're you're working at center, but I think really you're competing long-term at right guard? Yeah. Uh, really, whatever the Bears need me to do uh, to help them win football games. That's, that's how I look at it. That's how I've approached it since I got here. And then... You know, right now, that's that's all it's about. Wherever y'all need me to play. Um, and so, so I paused it for a reason, right? Sam Mustafer is ridiculously jacked. He don't look this jack, this jacked on the hold up. He don't look this jacked when you see him during the game. He is ridiculously jacked. All right, well, let's get back to that, man. Hey, I, no Sam Mustafer disrespect here. I don't need Olin Crutes pulling up on me, man. I, all right. You got to make sure he ain't back there, man. You got to make sure. For us to win games, that's how I want to contribute. That's how I want to help. Yeah, I mean, you know, daily improvement. Uh, you know, when you move inside, the game happens a little bit more fast than it does on the outside. So, um, but yeah, he, he's improving every day, getting used to it, um, understanding that the fight's going to start way sooner than it does a tackle. You get a little bit more space. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's been cool to work alongside of him, you know. In, in terms of physical gifts, Tevin is as gifted as anybody, you know, that I've been around. So um, it's, it's cool to be able to play next to a guy like that. What does it do for you when you have somebody that physically gifted playing next to you? Yeah, I, I mean, it, it makes your job a whole lot easier, um, you know, when he's able to get in, the, get in the blocks and all you have to do is fit. I understand that Tev's going to be able to stand a lot of guys up and, you know, fit it, run your feet, and you know, we'll be able to move people. Yeah, uh, I, I think more so than the game, it's just the week of preparation, um, you know, treating it like, like a game, like a dress rehearsal. I think that's more important, understanding the routine that we want to get into for a real game week. Um, I think that's more crucial than going out there and playing because at the end of the day, it's football. It's 100 by 53. So, um, But it, it is good to go out there and play a, a full half of football or whatever, you know, I'm going to end up playing. I don't, I don't really know. So, uh, 
but you know, understanding that 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 it's good for us to get out there, have to go through situational adjustments. You know, maybe get a two minute towards the end of the half, um, and just understand the mechanics of going through a full game. Why do you think that week preparation is so important? You're saying almost even more important than the game. Yeah, uh, just understand like. You know, for, for guys like me, like understanding, you know, the timing, how we're going to do, you know, our installs throughout the week, the routine that I'm going to get into, what are some extra things that I want to add into my routine throughout the week, and like how, how young guys can learn, like, you know, now instead of practicing in the morning, you're in the afternoon. So getting here a little bit earlier, go through your install, go through whatever you, you have to study, extra body work, extra lifting, whatever you need to do, you got to, you know, figure that out before you get into the season. I, f- I feel like that's a huge help. Told us that starters are probably going to play up to the half. Is that carryover tangible though? Instead of it just being, oh, we played 27 snaps together, kind of like a hodgepodge, like actually having that continuity of time and going into week one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anytime you have a full um, full unit out there playing ball, um, most importantly, getting in the huddle, getting adjusted, snap by snap, regrouping whenever there's a mistake correcting it in the huddle, then getting back to the line of scrimmage and getting up there and playing football. That, I feel like that's that's super important, and you can't – I mean, it's hard to mimic that in practice, you know, where no coaches are out there. I mean, you can, you know, move them to the sideline, but when you go into an environment like Cleveland, that I feel like that helps too. Tim, with players uh, who are holdovers from the previous regime like yourself, do you feel like you have more to prove to this regime than the guys who were like, hand-picked by them to be, especially with the offensive line when they had a very specific idea of what they want – and, and the kind of body type and player they want? Absolutely. I mean, really, you know, just I can speak for me personally. I can't speak for everybody. But how I got to the NFL, I always feel like I have something to prove every day. But, uh, you know, more specifically, I guess, to having a new coaching staff, yeah, for sure. I want to go out there and, you know, put good stuff on film every day, be the same guy when I come to this building every day, and then just improve in fundamentals, technique, execution, and, you know, the things that they want to see, the things that are emphasized, the hits principle. You know, I got to go out there and I got to put that on film. And, you know, that's being beaten home every day. So it's it's easy when, you know, everybody's holding you to that standard. But do you feel almost from a psychological, almost like a disadvantage to the new guys, you know what I'm saying, who have been – you know, like, uh, I work too hard for there to be a disadvantage. Sam, you said he's seen daily improvements from Tevin Jenkins at right guard. What have you seen from his approach as he's moved inside? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I guess his routine, you you would have to ask him. But I, I think, like, it's just getting used to, like, your hand placement, your hat placement. Like I said, the, the fight starts faster. There's less space. And then, you know, most of the time, I mean, you're going to have a few different edge rushers that are pretty heavy, but most of the time the guys on the interior are going to be a little bit bigger than they would be, you know, playing an outside linebacker or a defensive end. So, uh, you know, just understanding that the angle is that they're a little bit tighter, a little bit shorter, and then, you know, understanding that your hand's got to be up and ready um, to play because the fight's there. How is the hits principle instilled? And don't guys like yourself feel like, hey, I've been going, I've been doing the hits principle my whole life. Yeah, I mean, yeah. This is how I got to the NFL. Yeah. How do you go even further? For sure. No, that's a great question. Um, I mean, it was it was an eye opener for me after that Kansas City game, getting getting back a grade sheet. You know, I'm I'm a guy who prides myself on going to pick up the ball carrier, but you know, I had loafs on the sheet. That's something I'm not like I'm not used to. And so, uh, you know, I went back throughout the week. I was like, shoot, I got to practice harder, like it, because if you don't practice hard, you're not going to be able, able to do it in the game. And you know, I could think of a certain play on the sideline. I think it was a dump down to uh, Khalil. And the ball kind of bounced and went out of bounds, and I jogged like four steps. You know, that's a loaf. Like, so I, you know, I want to get to my ball carrier and make sure he knows, hey, I'm there for you. Like, let's regroup. And then, I think to that point, you know, just the first play of last last week's game, and you know, I always look for it. But 
a great example of that hits principle is that first play, that tight end screen to Cole Komet. You know, when Cole's on the ground, there's nothing but white jerseys around him. Like, that's the hits principle. And how that comes to fruition, like, now Cole knows, you know, no matter where I am on the field, all my guys are going to be there for me. So now I can run harder. I can fight for those extra yards. So, I mean, it's cool things like that. To see, to see it come to fruition is, is nice. How would you find that extra gear, though? Just, I mean, most of it's mental. The, the, the mind is definitely going to go before the body goes. So it's really as hard as you want to play, as hard as you want to push yourself, and then you got to do it day in and day out in practice. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Sam Must for talking about the offensive line play. It's going to be really interesting to see what that offensive line is able to do uh, going into a full half, right? Again, like he said, uh, a full half of Tevin Jenkins at right guard. Tevin Jenkins seeming to have won that spot. I was a little surprised, right? I felt like Tevin played better later in the game, but again, versus twos and threes, when versus the ones, Tevin, to me, kind of got beat a little bit. But again, his first week there, they want to figure it out. Like you heard him say, they really think that uh, Tevin Jenkins is their most talented lineman on this offensive line. That's an offensive line that includes Lucas Patrick, Michael Scott, Goldfield, Riley Reef, uh, Cody Whitehair, right? Like even Braxton Jones, the young guy who, of course, right, they're not going to put him above him yet. But like they really believe that Tevin Jenkins is has the most amount of talent on this offensive line. And so to me, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, okay, like they really want to give him a shot to win this job. How's he going to be able to do at that right guard position? Want to see him getting those hands up quicker. Want to see him making the decision a little bit quicker, right? I think that was the one thing early on where the, a lot of that pressure was coming towards Justin is that Tevin was making decisions, but they weren't as quick as you would like to see him make. All right, I got two in front of me. Who am I going to take? You should know that going up there, depending on what the play is, right? So, like, I think that's one thing with, with Tevin that I, I had concerns with against the ones. But, again, right, it was what? How many plays did they play? Ten plays? In, in total against Seattle, right? So now how do you play not only against uh, 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 a top defensive line in the NFL, but also how do you play after you get those consistent reps with the same guys going through the pro the motions, continuing through the game, getting all the way into the second quarter, right? Getting opportunity. Those are the things that you really want to see from this Bears offense. And so for me, I'm really, really excited to see what Tevin Jenkins is going to be able to bring to the game and how he he's going to be able to play uh, 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 moving forward, right? I, I look at this as, okay, if he is your most talented lineman, show me the talent. I, I, I don't disagree with you. I don't know, right? And, and I think that's the thing with a lot of the Bears players on this team. How many guys do we know are talented? Roquan, I'll say Lucas Patrick, because we got to see him be talented last season. And uh, uh, um, David Montgomery. And Mooney. Everybody else is the if factor, right? We talk about the hits factor, the if factor. Uh, if he's able to do this, if he can t turn this corner, if he can make this play. Even Jalen Johnson, to me, is a if. Because we haven't seen good enough talent standing next to Jalen Johnson for me to assess, hey, is this dude, like, dominant? Because they weren't looking Jalen Johnson's way most of the game. <laughs> 
So that if, to me, is going to be answered a lot as we continue through this season, and that's really what you want to see from this Bears team, especially with this offensive line, man. I think the Bears have a better offensive line than many people look at, especially like Don Burr in the chat. Shout out Don Burr, man. He's uh, he's talking at trash here in the chat, saying that the uh, the O-line is butter versus a hot knife, LOL. Um, hold on, let me uh, let me let me make sure that I didn't uh, I didn't read this wrong here, cause wasn't there some uh, wasn't there some sacking going on for your guys the other day? I can't I ain't gonna pull up the stats out here, but sacks allowed. Oh, only one versus Atlanta. Okay, I must have tuned in right on that sack. I'm not gonna lie, that was a tough game to watch. Uh, but here's 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 the one thing that I that I uh, I, I look at with this Bears team and and playing your ones deeper into the game, right? Now you're going to get that continuity. Now you're going to get that movement in the right direction. Now you're going to get that, uh, 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 okay, how do these guys respond? Because a lot of guys, right, like even on last plays of the game, like even that last play where we're not able to get into the end zone because of a little hitch or it's a, what was it, a little uh, behind-the-line pass out to the side, right? Here's – I don't like that play. But there isn't another play for them to dis- to recover from that play. There isn't another play for them to recover from that play. Right? So, like, I think when you get that recovery, when you're able to do a little bit more, when you're able to continue through, that's where the difference is made. When it's like, okay, yeah, there was a bad play there. Yeah, there was a bad play call there. How does he bounce back? How does he make the next play? How does he add the next play to it? And so that's what you really want to see from this Bears team, man. And that's what I'm most excited to see uh, heading into this Browns game. Uh, what are you guys expecting from the offensive line here going into this this second game uh, or this third game of preseason? Do you feel like we're going to have some answers when it co- when we come out of this game, right? Do you feel like we're going to have some answers when we get to the end of this game? And I think that's the thing that we're looking for most. I just want to see answers. I just want to see where this team gets to. I want to see how this team gets to that next level. And you got to start answering some of these questions at some of these positions that you have nothing but question marks at. Guess what? Right guard's one of those. Right tackle as well. I feel like that's not even being talked about enough. Right tackle is definitely one of those, right? Like, yeah, I mean, like... It's like, is it Larry Borum yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, let's check you guys in the comments. Coach T saying once Tevin gets some reps, he'll be fine. I, I, I probably agree with that. I think that it was more that he was, cause you saw him as he was getting more reps and stuff like that. He was playing better throughout the game, but again, right. That's against the twos and the threes, not so much against the ones. I think that's going to be a big difference. Uh, Christopher saying the line should be better next game. Um, Dread Gang saying, I hope Cleveland plays the first team defensive front. We will see if there's improvements. I think they will. I think that's kind of why the Bears are playing and didn't play them against Seattle, right? You want to go have that better competition going up there. Uh, Higgins saying, why do you keep responding to this guy? To him, their fan base wears brown bags over his head. Who cares what they think? Hey, this is the thing, bro. Don Burr will never be blocked on this channel because I love the Detroit versus Chicago beef. I'm always here for the smoke. You know what I'm saying? I love the Detroit versus Chicago beef. So Don Burr, I know there's a lot of channels that are blocked Don, but Don won't ever be blocked on this channel because Don's never disrespectful. He's disrespectful to the team, but I'm also disrespectful to his team. They're from the toilet. 
You know what I mean? Like, I don't care if you're disrespectful to my team. I'm disrespectful to his team. His team sucks. Uh, <laughs> Got uh, to get that brisker jersey. Yeah, we'll get that. Uh, Charles Strong said we should be talking about the QB position. Trevor Simeon had a much better game than Fields. I, I would hope Trevor Simeon could play well against the twos and the threes. Um, but there is no quarterback controversy, and there will be no quarterback controversy in this season. That's the one thing that we do know. Uh, the Chicago Bears will not be playing Trevor Simeon this season. And again, Trevor Simeon getting the benefit of getting multiple reps. That's the difference. This is an offense that is designed to make life easier for your quarterback. This is an offense that everything around your quarterback is designed to make his life easier. The Chicago Bears are going to be a run-heavy offense. The Chicago Bears are going to be a run-heavy offense. I've said this a few times on here. Uh, 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 Justin Fields is going to throw 20 to 25 times. Seven of those will start behind the line of scrimmage. Few of those will be in the middle of the field to Cole Komet and a couple of deep shots. And that's it. And I'm not expecting more. I'm not expecting less. I'm just not, and and I, I think, right, especially when you're talking about the weapon that Valus Jones has kind of shown himself that he can be, at least in that first game of him playing right, is he going to be able to be that same weapon going in here to the next game? That's going to be a question mark on it. Um, but if, you, if you're getting starting field position every time, listen, that was something that the Bears couldn't take advantage of when we had Cordero Patterson. Cordero Patterson was getting us in great starting field position. So it's about how you get your where's your starting field position going to be? How are you going to be able to take advantage of it? Right. If you're giving the thing that Mitch was able to take advantage of his first year that the Bears never utilized after that was all the short fields that the defense and special teams were giving him. The Chicago Bears have to take advantage of defense and special teams, giving them short fields. I don't know if I don't know if I'd say uh, uh, the defense is going to give us a lot of. Uh, um, short fields, but at, at a minimum, right? I feel like Bayless Jones, he, you'll be starting sometimes at the 30, the 35 off of punts, right? One move, he can make it happen. I, I'll say this, watching Bayless, and I think I said this in the, uh, I didn't really do a post game, but just during the live call of the game, watching Bayless, one move, and he was gone. We haven't seen that a lot on this team sense of future Hall of Famer that will not be named because I'm not going to hold Valus to that standard. But I think that's that's a really big key to what can make Justin's life easier. And then on top of that, guess what? We're running the ball down your throat. And while the pass pro on this team, you can look at the pass pro and say, hey, uh, there were some spotty moments here. That was tough here. I, I think we can improve a little bit here. I couldn't say that about the run blocking. The run blocking looked great. Treston Ebner was moving the ball every single time. Evans moving the ball forward every single time. If you're picking up big chunks, you're not going to see Justin dropping back 30 times a game. This team isn't built to do that. And that's okay. This football team right here isn't built to do that, and that's okay because they're not going to force a square peg into a round hole like we did the last four years. 
When you're not built to do something, let me tell you what you shouldn't do. The thing you're not built to do. Oh, but every, you, you know what I compare it to in the NBA, right? Remember, remember when all these teams in the NBA, and it's still kind of going on, but at least there's like a talent, a, more of a talent pool around it. But remember all these teams in the NBA saw what the Warriors were doing and said, we've got to do that. Remember Jim Boylan wanted to do that? Turn Larry Markkinen into a three-point shooter, Zach Levine, three-point. We've got to do that. That's the thing that we've got to do because it works for the NBA champions. You know why it works for them? Because they have two players that are all-time Hall of Famers and all-time great shooters in the NBA history. You don't have that. You can't force a square peg into a round hole. With the Chicago Bears the last four seasons, what didn't we have? We didn't have an offensive line that was going to be good enough for you to drop back for these long, extended passing plays. Nick Foles told you that, and guess what we did drop back for these long extended passing plays that always ended at us going the wrong direction there's two things that at least watching two preseason games i can take away from this team this football team is going to run the ball and that ball is going to go the right direction and this offensive line is going to be a lot more disciplined and they're not going to take you the wrong direction. Those are two things that I think we've seen in preseason that cuz like the play on the field, right? The play could be anything. The play at times is anything. You know what I'm saying? The play at times can be anything. Sometimes guys look great in preseason and then they get into the regular season it's like, "Ah, this guy's okay." So you got to pick and choose the things that you really like that you're like, okay, this is, this is good. This is good. This is good. And this translates no matter what happens. Those are the two things that I've seen no matter what from this offensive side of the ball, the bears are going to run the football. That ball could is going to go in the right direction. And this offensive line is going to be disciplined enough to not take you the wrong way. Those are two things that I really like from the Chicago Bears here. Uh, let's head back out to uh, we got one more uh, at the press conference. Who is the who is the last one that went up today? Uh, oh, we got Jalen Johnson last at the uh, at the press conference. So let's hit listen to Jalen Johnson here what he had to say about this team and where they're headed, and then uh, we'll we'll talk about the cuts that the Bears uh, made today and how they're going to affect us moving forward or not. Um, were you surprised by any of the cuts? And then, uh, you know, we'll be we'll get up out of here, man. Appreciate you guys for showing love. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page, man. It's time to go. I mean, it's nothing different for me. Just preparing myself, preparing my body. Um, and then, of course, this week's preparation is going to be a little more intense. Um, but, I mean, sure, it's nothing that I'm not used to doing, going out there and playing. But Alan Williams says that no quarterback has earned his confidence 100% yet. How does that hit your ear? Say that again? Alan Williams said none of the quarterbacks have fully earned his trust yet. That there's everybody's got something to prove still. How, how does that hit your ear? How do you react when you hear something like that? I really got to figure out what he doesn't trust me with and then figure out a way to gain that trust. I mean, I don't, I don't know too much about that. So, I mean, that's news to me. There haven't been enough snaps to see guys play at a consistent level. Is that something maybe you could prove? There ain't nothing I can do about the number of snaps I get. I mean, I feel like there hasn't been times where I had an opportunity and I didn't show up. So, I mean... Maybe I'm not even having enough snaps to even prove that. I mean, I don't know. Jalen, what 
what has your approach been with Kyler Gordon since he came in? You being a little more established, being a guy that's in his third season, did you, when you saw that they drafted a cornerback, did it immediately click for you? Okay, I gotta help bring this guy along. Or? 100%. That's gonna help us win. I mean, regardless of my position or not. I mean, in my position room, not in my position room. We all want to win. So I mean, any way I can help him, I reached out to him um, as soon as they drafted him. Um, so I mean, really just trying to find ways to help his game improve. And I really got a sense of understanding of his type of play when he got here. Um, but now it's really just trying to bring him along, see what he's comfortable with. I'm um, just giving him little tips each and every day, each and every situation I see that he can get better at. Just giving him my opinion on it. Um, and if he takes it and runs with it, then good. And I just, I really want him to succeed. I want all our DBs to succeed. We all need to work together as one to really push this team to be better. Do you see him take it and run with it? Is he receptive to you? For sure, 100%. What's it like for you? you? You've obviously you came in with Kendall. You, you've watched his progression. What's it been like to watch him in camp and, and see the ways he's improved? I um, like it a lot. I mean, we oftentimes talk about technique, talk about just the craft of the cornerback position. So I mean, we've really been able to come come up in this league and then on this team together. Um, there's been some times where we kind of talk and see how he would want to play or how he would play a situation, how I would play it. Um, but I mean, we've definitely been able to learn and pick off each other's brains for sure um, and really just grow our last two years going on three years together. Have you seen enough of this defense to know how this defense can make you a better player or do you just feel you're going to be a, at your stage of your career you're going to be a better player no matter what the defense is? I'm going to naturally say I'm going to be a better player regardless um, but I mean kind of it just goes back to um, not having enough snaps really I mean there's nothing that anybody can do about that we could only take the snaps that we're given um, but I mean we're going to see shortly. Established over the last four or five weeks here in training camp, that, that gives you some confidence. Outside the hits principle. Inside, outside. And I mean, yeah, that's all we really preach. That's all we talk about is the hits principle. Um, really, just really trying our best to perform to perform that and make that natural, make that a habit. Um, but I really feel like it's going to come down to us giving the offense good field position, us changing the game and creating turnovers and giving them the ball back. I feel like that's going to really test who we are in the defense, getting stops and turning the ball over. With the application of his principle, have you seen it? <laughs> what I just say? <laughs> Them short fields. Because, I mean, that's something that wasn't here at first, and now it being demanded each and every day, no matter what we're doing, walkthroughs, um, jogthroughs, full speed pads, no pads, regardless of what we're going through, it's always about the hits principle. So we're improving on that each and every day, each and every week. What's the hits principle done for you? Jalen, what's the, what's the hits principle done for you? Personally. Meaning what? How is it? How, how do you feel it's, it's affected you? Is it made, how has it made you better? Is it, you know, what's what's the impact of it so far? What do you think? It, I mean, it definitely has made me more in shape. All the all the running that we're doing for sure. So I mean, my endurance I definitely think is um, more advanced than it was in my previous years. Was it easy for you to buy into it? I mean, obviously it's an acronym, and sometimes acronyms come across as very college-like in the NFL. Hundred percent. Did you? Did you buy in right away, or did you kind of have to see what, what they were preaching to then get your buy-in for it? No, I didn't buy in right away. Um, it was, I mean, it was just something I wasn't familiar with, something that I wasn't used to doing. So, I mean, naturally there's going to be some back and forth. But, I mean, really coming in and being in it, going through it during the spring, and now, I mean, it's like I said, it's becoming second nature. I mean, it, it is what it is. It's the standard 
Um, and as a leader, I got to – I have to push myself to push other guys to hold uphold that standard. So, I mean, I'm definitely used to it now. It's natural. I know what the expectation is. When you guys get here and they explain it to you, mm -hmm. do, do, do they need to sell it at all, or do they just sit there and go, this is the expectation, you've got to do this? And if they do have to sell it, how do they sell it? Uh it's, it's funny because like, we joke around with it, but like one of our quotes that we said that Shakespeare came up with is, thou who run into the ball, good things shall happen. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> just like just things like that, just really kind of seeing the, seeing the bright side of running. It's not just, oh, you guys just run to the ball just because we say to run to the ball. Like It's some rhyme and reason to why we do it. And once we see good things happen from running to the ball, then it gives us really more confidence to push ourselves to really run to the ball because you never know what can really happen. At the beginning when they're explaining it to everybody, though, do they just sit there and go, this stuff works? I mean... Why we're doing it? Or do they have to explain to you, here's why it's important? Outside of what I said, nah, I mean, if you don't run to the ball, it's not too, not too many good things going to happen at the end of the day. So, I mean, there's no really selling it. Either you're going to buy into it or you're not. Um, and I feel like at the end of the day, if you don't buy into it, you're not going to play. So, I mean, I feel like it wasn't too much to sell. How quickly do you see that it it applies on the field, that you can tangibly see that you guys are playing differently because of this principle. I'm sorry, say it again? Do you see, do you see it on tape? Like the oh, yeah, 100%, especially. Um, I mean, you just see the guys running to the ball. I think you guys are here, but you've seen how we finished the play when Kairos Tonga got the interception, just like things like that. Like, like we weren't – nobody would have ran all the way to the end zone, like, finishing. Like, as fun as that seems, like, that's a lot of energy to do. But it's just like that muscle memory of <laughs> catch the ball and run. Everything that we're doing is ball here, run, ball here, he run. Like, like, he like, bro, we wouldn't have done that. Run to the ball. Um, I mean, that quote was kind of funny, but that's like it's like some real it, – it's, it's real. When you really run to the ball, you can get a tip pass. You can get a fumble because you never know what can really go on in the game. Did they, show, did they show you – when they were installing it, did they show you examples of past defenses? And who did they show you the most maybe? No, nah, we didn't see too much pass no. defense, nah. You played with Rope One for two years. How do you describe the presence that he has when he's with your defense out there in the middle? I would just say everybody has a sense of confidence, a, a different sense of confidence when he's out there, um, especially me being, like you said, playing with him for two years. We There's some things that are kind of like unspoken. Like we don't always have to communicate certain things. Like we just kind of can see things the same. Um, and then the communication is easier. Our communication doesn't necessarily have to be the same with everybody that it is with us too. Like we don't have to say too many words. Um, but I mean, it's just it's just a sense of security when you have a guy like him, knowing the, his intelligence of the game, knowing how he plays the game physically. I mean, he's he's a monster. But just the leadership and the IQ that he brings to the to the defense is definitely a, a big jump. I would just say it's sense to want to be one of the greats. I feel like he has to keep the main thing, the main thing right now that's playing ball. And I, and he's been doing that since he's been back, since he's been making his way back. And he's real professional at the end of the day. He want to go out there and he wants to play ball and make plays with us. There's Jalen Johnson breaking down. Kind of the hits principle, man. I mean, you heard him kind of crack a joke there, and that's pretty much it for the uh, – that is it for the uh, for the whatchamacallits.
post-game pressers. Um, appreciate you guys tuning in. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. Interesting uh, to hear him kind of just talk about, I mean, a real moment of honesty there, right? Like, did you buy in immediately? No. Like, it's a lot of energy. It's a lot of running. It's a lot of, there's a lot that goes into t- buying into the hits principle. And that shows you kind of that this coaching staff had to do some work when they got here. And not only that, right, that you're getting guys who definitely can go elsewhere and be really good players to buy into this principle and say, okay, let's see how this wins us games. Okay. I can see the benefit of it. Okay. I can see why this works. Okay. I can see how this, you know what I'm saying? Different things like that. Those, I know it seems like very minuscule things, but those things matter. Those are the things that get you moving in the right direction of being a championship team. Those are the things that get you moving in the right direction of being a top level team. When you're able to buy into a system, when you're able to get on the field and you see players just like, okay, I didn't, I did, I thought this was stupid, but now I see the benefit of it. That is big. And that is interesting, really interesting to hear from Jalen Johnson. And I'm going to be honest with you. Like he said, it's a lot of energy running from one end of the field to the other. You wouldn't see, wouldn't have seen that in seasons before. I think that that's, that's such a, uh, a key point of Matt Nagy was preaching basically something similar and they weren't buying in. Matt Nagy was preaching the same. We got to be better. We got to make sure we're getting to the ball. We got to make sure that we're getting people down. We got to make sure that we're finishing the play. He was preaching the same stuff. It's the hits principle. Yeah, you're running a little bit more here, but it's the hits principle. Probably running a lot of bit more, but it's the hits principle. And they weren't buying in. They didn't believe what he was preaching. They didn't believe what he was talking about. So if this, if it translates further, I think that that's a good thing, right? I think that that's something you really have to break down, but at a minimum, right? I think it's a good start to where you want to be. If you're, if you had players that at the beginning of this thing did not buy in and now by the end of it, they do buy in, man. I appreciate you guys for showing love as always, man. Uh, Just a quick thing before we get up out of here, we do want to break this down as well. Uh, Bears did make some cuts to the roster today um, to get them down to 85, I believe. Or I'm sorry, 80 to get them down to 80. Uh, Daz Newsom was one of those cuts, and I don't think anybody is surprised by that. I don't think anybody was shocked to see Daz Newsom uh, be waived by the Chicago Bears, right? Because it was one of those things where, yeah, he showed you some good, but he also showed you some bad. So you saw that inconsistency there. You saw that. Uh, he was he was trying to make plays and sometimes just overdoing it a little bit. Some of the other cuts that came today, Julian Davenport, um, Jake Braggs, uh, uh, um, defensive tackle, LaKel London, cornerback Bo Pete Key. So the Bears get down to 80. I wasn't surprised by any of the names on there. Uh, I think Bo Pete Keys was one that really didn't shock me because you just saw them targeting him at the end of the game, and he actually made a couple of plays that got him uh, – um, that that kept that drive going, kept that end of game drive going right, and, and they were – plays moving in the wrong direction so uh now that we're at 80 here's the here's the thing right now you get a week to cut it to 53 so now it's about who's gonna make it who's not 
Now you get a week to cut it to 53. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting to see kind of what the Bears do here going the rest of the way. But I, I wasn't shocked by any of the names they got cut. I wasn't shocked by Daz Newsom, seeing Daz Newsom go. Um, there was nobody that really stood out to me. And now the question mark, here, here's the thing that you really, if you're the Bears, right, what you really want to do with this, right? You've made these cuts. Of course, you're going to make your cuts to get to 53. But at the point where this Bears roster is right now, right, you need to be watching everywhere. Who are the Colts cutting? Who are the Rams cutting? Who would right like because they've got that top tier talent? They're already gonna have guys that are gonna move. They're gonna be moving off of early in this. Like that's a lot of bodies that are gonna become available in free agency. And so the Bears need to be absolutely active quickly after the cutdowns come in, man. Because there's gonna be a lot of teams that. Yeah, there were some good players on that team. There were some good moves made. There were some good additions made, and then they got rid of them because. They already had talent at that position. So that's going to be something to really focus in on for me, for the Chicago Bears. Not surprised by any of the names, like I said, that were cut. Um, And, man, I mean, listen, one more week to go. Going to be exciting to see what the Bears do. Here's an interesting thing before we get up out of here, right? And Here's an interesting thing. Here is why I say I always want to go offense over defense. Or I'm sorry. What? How do I want to say this? Here's the reason why I say you should go from the trenches on offense over anything else on your team. The reason why you have to focus in on your offensive line. And it's from something that the Chicago Bears did. When you look at the Bears under Ryan Pace, in Ryan Pace's time here, he drafted seven wide receivers. We are now down to one of those wide receivers possibly getting a second contract in Darnell Mooney. In his time here, he drafted Daz Newsome, Darnell Mooney, Riley Ridley, Javon Wims, Anthony Miller, Daniel Braverman, who was a name I couldn't remember yesterday. He was the practice squad guy, and Kevin White. And none of these guys outside of maybe Mooney are going to get to a second contract. This is the reason why I say you have to focus on the trenches. You got Mitch weapons. Now, granted, were all those weapons used? No, you didn't really use Riley Ridley at all. Anthony Miller was a weapon, but he couldn't stay healthy. Kevin White was hurt the entire time. But you went out and tried to find Mitch weapons. You didn't try to find Mitch a line that was going to keep him alive to get the ball to those weapons. This is why you focus on the trenches. You can draft all the receivers in the world. And again, you can find those wide receivers. You can find those guys. We found Darnell Mooney in what? Late rounds, right? Was Darnell Mooney a fit? No, Anthony Miller, I think, was a... Where was Darnell Mooney drafted? Fifth round? Or was Darnell a second? Darnell might have been high. But my point is, right, when you're looking at those weapons, you can find those weapons. They're out there. Can you find those pieces that are going to keep your quarterback alive long enough for you to get the ball to those weapons? Can you find the guy that's going to get the ball, uh, uh, that's going to keep your guy alive long enough for him to get, 
for the weapons to run their route. Shout out to the chat said Miller was the second round pick. Um, uh, Mooney was the fifth. Yeah. Can you, are are you even going to have the time for your guy to actually make a move, right? Because that was the thing that Nick Foles complained about. It wasn't that the play didn't work. He didn't have time to execute the play. He didn't have time for Anthony Miller to run an out route because he was going to be down on his back already. An out route, a simple little. (laughs) That's the reason why I say I like what Ryan Poles did. Would I have liked him to address it a little bit earlier in the uh, draft this year? Yeah, but we got more picks next year. I'm okay. You found us a left tackle in the fifth round this year. Love it. Hope he plays well. Think the guy's great. I I think we're pretty solid on that line. I like what you did there. Would have liked you to go a little bit higher on that. But hey, when you fix the trenches, then you go get your weapons. All these national nerds that are talking about they did nothing for Justin Fields. They weren't able to get him any weapons. He's not going to be able to find anybody to throw the ball to. I, 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 I can find that guy. You're not going to find another George Pickens. We said that about Justin Jefferson. Who then said that about Jamar Chase? Who's now saying that about George Pickens? That guy's findable. More often than not. The guy that's hard to find are the guys that are going to keep the quarterback alive long enough for him to deliver it to that guy or for that guy to be able to make his route quick enough. That's why you focus on the trenches first. And I felt I, I saw that right when I heard Daz Newsom got cut. I was like, that's crazy that there's only one guy left from five years. Five? How long was Pace here? Seven years of Ryan Pace? Seven years of Ryan Pace. You've got one wide receiver left that might get a second contract. I think I figured out the issue. Hey, man, appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with us. As always, man, hit that like button and subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago Bears daily on this channel. It's the only channel talking Chicago Bears, how Bears talk, man. So make sure that you get in tune with us, man. Uh, We'll be live tonight for the Sky Game. So if you want to pull up and and you're a WNBA fan as well, tune in with us. We'll be live. I believe that game tips off at 8 o'clock. So we'll be live there. Um... I might be a little bit late going live, but I will be live at some point on that game. I got some stuff to take care of up by my parents, but I'm going to be running back here to get live for the game. So appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love. As always, man, it's your boy, Pat, the designer, back at it again to continue watching our Bears content. Click the links in the description below or check out the channel itself. Had a good uh, video yesterday talking about did the Chicago Bears handle the Roquan Smith situation? Well, if you haven't seen that, go check that out as well. As always, man, it's your boy, Pat, the designer, back at it again. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago.